1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Amen. Isaiah 41 verse 10 Do not fear anything for i am with you do not be afraid for i am your god i will strengthen you be assured i will help you i will certainly take hold of you with my righteous hand the hand of justice of power of victory of salvation this is the word of god amen Okay, good morning everybody uh, who's attending our Kobe Union Church online services. This is Pastor Chuck and I'm actually in Long Beach, California. And we just had a very hot weekend. Uh, let's see, in Celsius it was, um, well in Burbank it was 44 degrees. That's still LA, wow, hot. And this week I have another hot topic. <laughs> so um, let me pray because I've been working a day job and the day job has been like killing me. So I am taping this like pretty late at night and um, might look a little burned out because I might be. But anyway, God, I just want to ask that you'd make this good, make it um, really um, just really meaningful for the people who are listening and that it would um, help their hearts, help their minds and that we don't be blessed by it. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Hot topic for hot week. Um, the the uh, the topic is, uh, or the theme, the title, is God in control? Is God in control, or is He just doing the best He can do? <laughs> so, you know, uh, the the phrases are uh, uh, all things happen for a reason. Uh, everything will work out. Uh, it, it's all good. Um, God's in control. Christians say God's in control. Um, we often hear these phrases, and um, I want to walk around, particularly the God's in control one, just a little bit and help us rethink things and just give it a look. First, um, I explain. Last night we had dinner with some friends of ours, really close friends, uh, a couple of our best friends, and their 27-year-old daughter, um, uh, same age as, as one of ours. I mean, she's like a daughter to us. We've known them since they were we were freshmen in college. She just had major back surgery and it, it didn't go well. And um, it's really um, like a, you know, a crisis for them. So, you know, there's a part of me that's like, okay, look, we can pray. Um, I had a, um, 
uh, a back uh, injury that um, we were literally in a motel room in Atlanta. And here we've been talking up healing and everything. This is that was a long time ago, but uh, we hadn't prayed for my back. And uh, it was like we didn't want to be disappointed. And there we are in Atlanta. And man, I can hardly get out of bed. And it kind of clicks with us. We need to pray for this. Kelly puts her hands on my lower back and just prays a simple prayer. And then I, I, I put on my shoes and went jogging, completely healed. It was amazing. But um, weird how sometimes those moments can feel awkward, but really awkward if you're talking to somebody else. And it's like she, before I could go too far, she explained, look, she was really proud of her daughter's faith because her daughter believes God is in control. And um, there is, um, there's a purpose in this. And um, they just got done reading a book by Elizabeth Elliot called Suffering is Never for Nothing. So, so you know what? It was a little awkward because I had to like, okay, I didn't push wrong, wrong time. And uh, anyway, the point is, is that they got a lot of comfort from uh, really knowing that God is in control. And, um, and I felt hindered in saying, yeah, but what we pray and what we do matters. So what do we do? You know, another situation, this is a few years ago, my brother-in-law got a ticket. He was uh, in the carpool lane, which means that you, you have to be one, you have to be multiple people to use the carpool lanes faster because it's the people with just one person in a car, they're in the other lanes. So he was one person, but he's in the carpool lane and he got a ticket. And he's like, why did God let that happen? I thought, well, dude, <laughs> you, you were in the carpool lane illegally, you know? It's like it wasn't God's fault. Well, this is what happens, you know? I feel like a lot of times God gets actually blamed for things. They call things an act of God. You know, storms happen and people say, well, at least, you know, God's in control. Um, you know, somebody has a, a tragedy in their family or something and people say, but listen, you know, God's in control. Nothing happens without a reason. <laughs> okay, look, we're in the middle of COVID, right? So I, I, I want to say that too. But then I uh, got a friend, a kind of acquaintance, who's both his mother and his father passed away in the last few weeks from COVID. Yep, loving, dedicated Catholic Christians. She was a nurse. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I say God's in control. Um, I'm not sure that's the right word for them at that moment. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, okay, if there's a spectrum for this, you could say um, there's free will and the idea that we're free agents and that the choices we make matter and that God, this, this, this is really big, right? Not only are we free agents like our choices matter, but that God can change his mind by what I do, by what I say. Like, uh, you know, the story of Hezekiah in the um, book of 2 Kings, chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. I love this story. I, I love all the stories where I feel like man changed God's mind. And I could give you a bunch of them. But let's this one, right? Um, in this from verse 1 of chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at, at the point of death. And the prophet 
went to him and said, this is what the Lord says. Okay, so God's going to tell him. Put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. So what does he do? Verse 2. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes? Then he whipped, then he wept bitterly. Okay, now from verse 4. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I've heard your prayer, seen your tears. I will heal you. Mm. Okay, well, that's a good one. <laughs> one of many examples, not only of our free choice, <coughs> but like our ability to influence God. Okay, that might mess you up if you think about it too much, but it's cool. It's great. So we can cite lots of passages in the Bible where God rewards and punishes. I mean, what we do matters. I mean, we know that, but we have to reconcile this thing that God's in control, but so are we sort of like, what? how do we do this? Um, you know, I like Matthew 9, 22, especially. Uh, one of many verses which Jesus was like, hey, good on you. You know, pe people, people, I mean, I, 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 I too, Thank, thankful to God. What's cool, God looks at somebody and says, hey, that was you. Now, it couldn't have been, like, remember the switch? I, where's my light switch? Oh, we put it back. But God's the power. But we flip the switch, right? 922 is a flip the switch moment because it says, this is 922 for Matthew. Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, take courage, daughter. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. That's what's made her well. And at once the woman was completely healed. Okay, so this is a 15 minute talk, but I think we could spend a lot of time here referencing passages from the Bible that show God is sovereign, all powerful, like he can do whatever he wants. Does he know everything? Yes, he knows everything. <laughs> and that we have free choice. So we know something is true about God being in control and also the power that God has given us to shape our future. So what did we do with that? What if both of these were true? Both true. Okay, I learned a new word the other day for this uh, from, a, um, what's the guy's name? Timothy Keller. Uh, I usually will like read or watch 20 uh, of sermons or uh, read 20 articles for a 20 minute talk, 20 for 20. <laughs> it was really good. And um, he introduced me to the word and timony and timony, okay. which simply means two, two laws or truths, which seem to contradict each other, but don't. And timony is, you'll never use that word. Now, for those who are science people, uh, we've got like a classic example from science, which is light. Um, is it a particle or is it a wave? And over centuries, this has been debated on people say, ah, oh, I can prove it's a, uh, that these are part, light is particles or they can prove that it's wave. Um, 
And then recently, like a whole new field of science opened up called quantum mechanics. And it allowed for this, yeah, it's kind of a wave and a particle and it's like, wow, okay. So a new angle, new truth, a new, uh, no, not new truth. It's like a new explanation dealt with something that was hard to reconcile. I think a lot of our spiritual stuff is like that. You know, a lot of stuff. I mean, we're we're a little bit smart, but some stuff is like deep, right? Maybe we got to be humble. Say we can't explain everything like straight in a line. The point is, I want us to question and check a lot of our phrases. Because see, what it is, is, is like we have something and we know it's true. We know it's true. But is it possible that because we're so sure of the thing which we know is true, we miss another truth? Because there are, are a lot of truths, truths, and they overlap and they sometimes seem like they contradict. And we have to have discernment. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to interpret and apply these various truths. All right. So, um, you know, one of the verses, you know, we read, we read one today. The reason I chose it was for that point is now I know in part from the Amplified, just in fragments, but then I will know fully. I don't got a lot of mystery going on. So when someone says God's in control, I'll be honest, I have to sometimes check myself because I may be quick, too quick to say, ah, and so are you. That, that's that, that'd be one of the things I would say. So are you. So a few years ago, I was musing on this in prayer, you know, about, about God being in control and whatever. And I felt like God, I don't know, I felt like God said to me, I'm doing the best I can do. And of course that cracked me up, but I really felt like I got it. It's like God's saying, look, I've got a part, you've got a part. I'm doing the best I can do with what you give me, with, with what you do. Uh, <laughs> there's so much going on. It's like, it's a bit of a mess, but where there are God's people, stuff can happen. So it's not God's fault. I, <laughs> I feel like some of this is like, he's like, look, I'm doing the best I can do. <laughs> so I just feel like we know God loves us. God is for us. And as Christians, God is actually in us. That's a powerful thing to remind ourselves. And, you know, like Romans 8, 28. Okay, for this discussion, cool verse, very applicable, where it says, we know with great confidence, I like the Amplified, that's where I'm reading from, that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Okay, I mean, of course we love this verse. I mean, we should. I mean, God's saying, I think here, that this is, this, and this is a pattern. I don't think it's just one verse. I think this is a pattern. God has a way of making things better, making them better than before, jumping in and saving people and situations. But the implication is, is that he's taking some stuff is not good because if it were if it were all good he wouldn't need to tell us that he's going to work it all together for good some of it's bad so we live in a world where we got a lot of bad stuff and god's saying look for those who love me one one when a translation says walking according to his ways so i think that that's a good footnote to notice because you can't just say everything's going to work out i mean 
if my brother over here is not a Christian, it's like, I, I can't promise him the same things that Christians get. It, it would be unfair, misrepresentative. So someone will say, everything happens for a reason. And I'll say, uh, yeah, like sometimes maybe you just need to wake up. <laughs> or, or maybe the reason it happens is because this is showing you how lame your choice was. Uh, I mean, not everything just roses is sweet, right? So the point is, God can make good things. God can make things good, better than before. But you got to have the the if and and prayer matters. I think well, those those God things matter. So God does what He can, but He requires His people to partner with Him for the best outcome. I mean, sometimes I just feel like God is just just intervening on my behalf. I have to say that, and uh, maybe someone else was praying for me. That's that's possible. So. We can discuss this more in Sunday school. There's a lot here. 10.30. So one class is in Japanese, one in English. So you should come. Here's my final point. And I really feel this point is bigger than the other points, which are kind of big points. And that is, it matters how we handle these truths. How we present them. To whom? How? When? Huge. It's kind of the love your neighbor part of the big two. Love God, love your neighbor. Love really needs to be key. When my kids were little, I used to always tell them, you know, like you can be right and wrong at the same time. You know, one of them would be like, but I'm right. And they're like, they're just freaking out. But, you know, they're right. But I said, yeah, but you're right. Kind of you're right and wrong at the same time. Now, you know who still needs that the most is not my kids, but me. I, I had something the other day. I was like, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I knew I was right. I was right. But I was getting pissy or uh, hmm. <laughs> not proud of that. And uh, I was wrong. I was right, but I was wrong. So, you know, and this is the deal. You, you, you can have a truth, but you present it poorly or at the wrong time or in the wrong way. So we need to embrace that truth, too. Years ago, I got an image. And I really felt this was from God. I felt like it was a God moment. So I know I've shared this before. I forget because I share it fairly often with people. But I felt like God gave me this, this image. And it was so clear. I felt like I was that to, to pray successfully, to pray effectively, meaningfully, um, I needed to do a thing, which was I needed to hold the hand of the person I was praying for. And in order to do that, I would need to, you know, to look and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to grab the wrong thing. You know, <laughs> try to hold their hand, you know, so reach out, hold their hand. And then I would need to navigate and, and, and get hold of God's hand. I had this image that when I focused on the person and on God and I was able to hold their hands, kind of, kind of like even, you know, gently that suddenly in this moment, whatever I had been thinking I wanted to say, it kind of like it, um, it, it got adjusted. So like I maybe said, you know what? This brother just needs a hug right now. So whatever I was gonna say, I'm gonna say it. Or something new suddenly came into my head, I think, I think, I think this sister needs to hear this. It's like there was some kind of power, but I could also feel like, my heart got softer, both to God and the person. 
And I was like, wow, this, this really important image. So, okay, hope that sticks in your head, even if you don't remember the word antimony. <laughs> so here's the point. First, I hope that you will consider that truth or truths can coexist with other truths, and we get better results when we see as many as we can. If you need to get help to see an extra truth, talk to Michael. No matter how many times I'm, I think I got something good, he'd be like, yeah, but <laughs> you got another truth. <laughs> Second, things may seem to be contradictory, but maybe we just don't know how to see them yet. We don't have quantum mechanics yet in our spiritual vision. I've got this book I just bought um, for this topic called God of the Possible. I should be showing it by Gregory Boyd. And it's basically, it's this scholarly biblical um, uh, topic called the open view of God. I, I honestly had never heard that term, the open view of God, which is basically how can God be all powerful and still let us have free choice? And this like a whole bunch of people, uh, you know, write about this. So third, my example of holding the brother or sister's hand. I hope, I hope that that helps you. Okay. So, oh, is it added point on this? I'm, right, I'm out of time, but um, if you don't hold like the hands like this, I got an example for you that's kind of fun, right? It's like, okay, have you ever had this happen where, you, you know, brother, brother comes up to you and it's like, they hold your hand, like, I mean, metaphorically, spiritually, right? So you feel some comfort, right? But you know, their other hand is not holding God's hand. It's holding the Bible. And it's like, what they got is a good word. It's true, but it may not be the right word for right now. And it can hurt, or it's like, you feel like I was a little inappropriate. It's like, but you know, it's God's word. And here's what's really tough. You got people out there. They're not holding God's hand and they're not holding your hand. All they've got is the Bible. And um, and it's confusing because it is the Bible, but without God and without the hand being held of yours, it's like they're beating you up with it. <laughs> I call it weaponizing the Bible. That's messed up. And uh, so we don't want to do that. Okay, uh, I'm out of time. Let's pray. So God, thanks, first of all, for this adventure. I don't really know a different way. Uh, the life can go, but um, when I see the dynamics here and how we've partnered and you've, 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 you've given us inclusion on that, it's exciting, it's less scary, it's cool. Thanks that you are with us and for us and in us. Very, very cool, and I don't want to miss that, to, to remember that. And thanks that no matter what the challenge is, we know that we can come to you and get help. Help us see our part and this thing called faith and how to grow it. <laughs> Help me help you. I'm praying and I'm not messing around, but I feel like God smiles and remembers that line from Jerry Maguire. Help me help you. But I, I mean it in my heart. I want not only to be blessed, but I want us to work with God. Help, help me help you help others. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. See you. See you at Sunday school. Thank <laughs> you.